also strap FabFitFun. If you don't already know about it, it's a seasonal box with full-size beauty, fitness, and lifestyle products. Their spring box is amazing. It's products like Show Me Your Moo Moo Robe, Sip by Swell Water Bottle, Dr. Brandt Eye Gel, and that is just the beginning. Don't miss out because they sell out fast. Check out www.fabfitfun.com and use the code WOE10, that's W-H-O-A-10, so you can save $10 off your first box, making it only $39.99. Again, that's fabfitfun.com and use the code WOE10. You deserve to treat yourself. Hey fam, welcome back to the Whoa That's Good podcast. Y'all, I'm so thrilled for the conversation that we are having today with Elizabeth Hasselback. She is one of the most inspiring, incredible women that I think I've ever met in my life. But she's also such a great friend, such a sweet mom. She is literally Tinkerbell in human form. She's amazing. And not to mention, she just wrote a book that is already out now everywhere where books are available. And it is called Point of View. I read it myself. I learned so much from it. And we're going to get to ask her so many questions from the book. So with all that being said, let's dive in. Hey fam, welcome back to the Whoa That's Good podcast. Okay, today we have a very, very, very special guest. I know you've probably seen her face, you probably heard her name, but if that's all you know, you're missing out on so much because she's one of the most amazing people I've ever met. So welcome to the podcast. Elizabeth Hasselback. We are so excited to have you. I'm so thrilled to be here. Thanks. What a blessing to sit here. Like if you were to say like couple years ago like would we be right here talking about this like god just got so many better plans than we ever could lay out and (laughs) this is just you just made my day like i needed i needed your prayer i I feel like so blessed to know you as a friend because you just have this awesome gift and you're like unashamed and Mm. like unbuckled when Mm. you use it it's awesome i just i just think you (laughs) you just speak to me you speak to my daughter at the same time i keep like you're such a bridge between like our generations and god just uses you well you're like two arms out in both directions um and i love it so i'm just i'm loved that i get to be here thank you for like taking time to hold the books this is crazy oh my gosh yes okay we are going to talk a lot about your book because it is so so good and i know so many people are going to be blessed and i think that that's a bridge too because that can reach so many people so many different seasons of life. Um, no, I'm so excited because, you know, I actually remember when you came over because you live in Nashville now. Yes. Like, I think everybody knows that. But whenever you were here for the Caleb thing and I came yes. in your dressing room because my mom was like, you need to go say hey yes. to Elizabeth Hasbro. I was like, I don't think she knows me. This might be awkward. And I walk in and you're like Tinkerbell and you're like, hello. And I'm like, she's so nice. And I remember you were like, oh come over and have a dance party with us. Yes. And I was like, I love you yes. so much. You need to. You still need to I do that. I still need to do That's that. That's what we need to do. Do. And the, you, the coolest thing is God's given us like all these opportunities to like with your schedule, which I know is wild and busy, but you do <laughs> such a good job doing it with like a like a ease of the Holy Spirit. Like uh, you, you uh. do. It's like a joyful busy, <laughs> which I think we're all I busy, but it's not always joyful. Right. And so right. I just think God's given us these times like unexpectedly to like overlap and get together. It's so cool. Like You're dinner so with your right. mom was yep. still one of my favorite times like, in life. I will like never forget that dinner and everything we talked about. It was like three generations it deep was. of just wisdom. It was. So for those of you listening, we had dinner with myself, my mom, my grandma, yeah. Elizabeth and Rebecca Lyons. And <laughs> we got deep. We, got we deep. went to church. We did. <laughs> 
<laughs> We're all crying. At, like a booth in a restaurant. Bar. <laughs> Tears over sushi. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, good stuff. Oh, well, we will get to uh, the interview. We could, we could literally talk all day. I, I told uh, the team this morning, I was like, I don't know how this is going to be 20 minutes because like, I really don't know because there's <laughs> so much truth to unpack from the book and different things. But just like every, well, that's good. I'll start with the best piece of advice or a really good piece of advice that you've ever gotten in your life because I think that people like you who we've heard so much from, we've been so inspired from, it's cool to hear what inspired you or what um, was good advice that was spoken over your life. You know, I'd have to say um, my dad, I question myself a lot, I think, because mm-hmm. I'm like a really hard worker and just want to get it right. And I do yeah. suffer from what I call FOLPD, fear of letting people down. And my dad, wow. I think without naming it as such, like could see that in me. Mm-hmm. And so he would just take the time to, um, at really crucial points in my life, tell me like, I see you, I wow. know you, go show them. Like, wow. And it was just, I think what that gave me was kind of a layer of like truth to like understand what God says about me too. Yeah. You know, like I see you, From I know dad. you, go show yeah. them. And my dad, like it's just, and he just always let me um, be creative, go try, mm-hmm. just try. Yeah. And so I think um, so many, so much advice has come in, but I think just that advice, the freedom of like a father's like vision over it's you beautiful. and love. Yeah. And I'm thankful to have one that, you know, just love me really wonderfully. Yeah. Um, so it was a, a proper reflection, yeah. I think, of like God's love. And yeah. so that was that was really good. And then I think Maria Goff in like present time, mm-hmm. a reflective bit mm-hmm. of advice was like sometimes when you're looking for an answer to prayer, God yeah. sends a friend is yes, what she says I in love her book. That. You said that in the book too. It's like I, I quoted her in the book because I'm like, man, like that's so good when you look back and you're like, God, did you show up for me? And he's like, oh yeah, I did. It was Mandy. Yeah. You know, it was like Jody. So cool. It was a Jamie. So it was cool. a Jeannie. It was a Sadie. Yeah. And I think um, that's what he does. He And I think that's been good for me to look back and be like, oh my gosh. Yeah. When I was looking for you to answer a specific prayer, you sent a person. That's like so she worded cool. it so well that I'm like, golly, that is it's just And don't we so miss good. it? Sometimes we miss the answer because yeah. we're expecting some like thing written in the clouds. And certainly God can write things yeah. in the clouds, and I'm not saying that he doesn't, but sometimes he just yeah. speaks through a friend and don't be so, you know, caught up in is he gonna say it here, is he gonna do it here? Mm-hmm. Is something just gonna drop in my lap when it's right in front of you speaking yeah. to you that you can hear and listen? Yeah. I think that's beautiful. I love what your dad said too, just from a dad, I think even just starting with fear of letting people down and I think so many people suffer from that. I think everybody's probably gone through that at one point in their life for one scenario. Um, in life to another, but to think about the God of the universe, the creator of all things, as I see you, I know you, like yeah. the freedom that brings, gosh, I hope that everybody listening, no matter how old you are, just takes that to heart because that I think that's a promise for everyone. I think yeah. that's um, something God would say over every single one of you, that he sees you, that he knows you, mm-hmm. that right where you're at, you're right where enough. you are. Like, it's so cool. <laughs> Y'all have to so do cool. anything. Y'all just strive for anything yeah. right where you're at. So that is absolutely beautiful. Um, so now, like, I can't wait to dive into this book because, like I said, it's so good. Mm-hmm. And for everyone listening, you have to go get her new book because this is what I said after I read it. I was like, that was everything I would want out of a coffee sit down with Elizabeth Hasselback. It's like you feel like you get your whole story. You get all the advice. You get everything you need to know. And one of the things you actually mentioned in the book was you're like, be a mentor and, like, get a mentor kind of thing. Yeah. You're like, be a good mentor. Go find a good mentor. And if you don't have a good mentor, if you 
you can't find a good mentor, read her book and you have a mentor. Like oh, you, gosh, you mentor people through the book. I felt oh. like I left a conversation and I was like, that was so awesome. <laughs> like, I just talked to Elizabeth <laughs> so I can hear her story and all of her good advice. So go get the book. Um, but we're going to hit on some of the points that I just thought were so powerful. Um, if, you know, like I said, you've seen her face, you probably know her from several different things. I know you did The View. We'll talk about that a little bit. You were on Fox News, but you also were on Survivor, which Crazy. is one of my favorite TV shows Crazy. ever. So um, scary. I'm sure that was so scary. <laughs> was like, so I can't scary. even, like, it's kind of hard because people ask me, what was your experience in Dancing with the Stars? And I'm like, how long do you have? But, like, <laughs> overall, um, just what in the world like the story's crazy so i'll let you touch on it just a little bit of just like was that just like completely life-changing yeah i think it was completely heart-changing yeah and first of all i'm gonna hop back one second when you say find a mentor your mentor doesn't have to be older than you like I, I need to i learn so much from you uh-huh. i learned so much from you when you speak when you do your podcast when you write and when you're in person i've always left like our conversations uh-huh. and our time like feeling more and <laughs> so like cool. i just think like you really draw me my eyes like closer to god and like wow. on his word and i just think like your mentors can be younger they, wow. a lot younger <laughs> than you so, so cool. that wow. is true thank you for saying that, that is so true um so don't always look up you can always look over you know and to the generations around you you can learn so much um survivor whoa that was hard that would be my (laughs) that would be my podcast whoa that was hard um what was harder the viewer survivor (laughs) toss up the um (laughs) i do think like i went trying to figure out what i was made of Mm -hmm. and i found like not much but i I know that i needed i left knowing that i really just needed the word of god and roger bingham who was like this awesome guy who was on there we all brought survival items and like i'm not practical so i like made a headdress to remind me of who i was (laughs) when i read that i laughed so hard (laughs) i think i might have done that you probably you probably would have i was like this is going to remind me and keep me grounded they're like what about a hatchet i'm like no this is better it's like nothing practical but in my heart it will remind me so i bring that and roger's survival item was his Bible. Mm. And the coolest thing was that his survival item in a time where we had no shelter, we're outside trying to build a fort around us, gave him a shelter. Wow. You know, it was like, oh, that's so good. It was like pillow, blanket, roof, bedding, warmth. It was all in there. Wow. And like, it was the first time that I think I really depended on the word to get me through the day. Wow. When you, everything else was literally stripped away. And yeah. like, you were like, watching a kangaroo hop by and like hoping to like make a fishing line to catch a fish (laughs) and like you know you're just kind of bare boned without anybody you knew and so his survival item and i'm forever grateful for it was mine and not just in the outback but when i returned and and beyond i think that it was the first time i really like craved it like a hunger and needed it and um, I know God placed him right there. Right. So like no matter where you are, whatever your survival area yeah. is right now, we're all in them. Yeah. Like there's somebody around you mm-hmm. who has something and it's the word. And so wow. if you can like get close to them, it's you know, like beautiful. Roger and I hung out like all day. Yeah. Um, and I knew I think God placed him right there in my life at that time on Survivor. Um to get through by his word, by the power of the spirit in That's a way I, I never knew. That's you know? amazing. Like, I was hungry, but I was full. Yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was full. That and is so, so cool. That I'm so thankful for that time. People are like, would you go back? I'm like, I'm good. I learned what I needed. <laughs> Learn what I, I, I needed. I need the word of God. That's so snacks, cool. Okay? And snacks. That's so cool. <laughs> you know, it's actually really cool about you saying that. And I'll go to... Um, something another totally different point of your life but um 
when I was reading the book, and I underline a lot when I read, and I write notes like all beside it. I kind of like that person that needs like the book to write it all in. Me too. And last night, um, I had your copy, and I was diving through it, and I wrote in big letters amazing how the scripture is so active in her life when you were on the view but now hearing that that's what you learn from survivor is to cling to the word and then later on you read in the book you're on the view you're on fox news and you're clinging to the word even though you're in a totally different life scenario you're still understanding like that is your survival guide and that was a beautiful thing to me and i just was so captivated about how active scripture was in your life and so um I wrote down this, and yes, I'm reading notes from her book because it's oh that gosh, good. And you I'm will sweating. take notes. You will take notes. <laughs> <I'm sweating. laughs> but she talks about um, preparing your heart in the morning, and she says, "Read the good news before the hard news." And I just think, you know, so many people. We we kind of just talked about how the word is a survival for so many people, but everybody always asks, "How do you have time for that? How do you have time to read the word when your life's so busy?" And if you read her book, you will know she is one of the busiest people in the world, <laughs> especially at certain different times in her <laughs> life, and in particular when she was on The View and Fox News, but you still made time. And I'm assuming that's because you understand the word is your survival. But what did that look like for you during that time? How did you um, kind of maintain the sense that like this is the most important thing? And how did you see it benefit your life? You know, I think that's really good questions. I'm still like just honored that you read those stories. Those are really hard times in my life. I feel like one hard time prepared me for the rest. Yeah. Um, and the next, I feel like I, um, you know, like that balance, that um, first thing you look at in the day is for everything else to weigh against. That's what the word is for mm-hmm. me. And just being disciplined in that. Um, I mean, I would crawl to the word in the morning. It was 2.30 yeah. in the morning before I would go on the news. And, it's crazy. Um, you know, it when the world is telling you who you are or what you have to say or what they think about what you said, um, you learn quickly that like you can you can drift really far in your identity, right. and so I had to first and foremost get the good news before the hard news. Mm-hmm. Um, I read some really hard stuff that was a tough year in in news. Um, some really like traumatic things were going on in the world and still are. But I would wow. it was literally the first thing that would come on my email. So it was yeah. like, well, if I don't get into the Word of God first, everything wow. seems more extreme than it yeah. needs to be or less important than it needs to be. So I felt like it just gave me wow. a balance for things like everything else is going to weigh against this for the rest mm-hmm. of the day. And the days that I didn't, and we all have those days, you're yeah. like, oh, I'm trying to, it, God shows up. Yeah. But I feel like it takes me a little while to, to refocus and see things the way he wants me to. And yeah. um, he just grew me a lot. Like even in, and even in this time when I'm like, you are busy, but you, I feel like you have a joyful busyness. <laughs> like you're like my purpose. Oh. And listen, we are made to work That's well. Cool. We're made, mm-hmm. God gave us gifts to work well. Right. And use them to glorify him. And when you're doing that, when you're in the word, like there's an ener- there's an ener- energy in that. There's right. um there's a fuel in that that's right. different. You know, like his energy is not mine. I would say like my my goals, my I work hard. Like yeah. I work so hard. And I want to work hard because I don't want to let anybody down or my team down. But I think like even my um even if it's a pure desire to do well by those around me, it has a real limit. Yeah. God's has none. That's good. You know, his limits, he's limitless. And so what he can do when you're listening to him um, in obedience is so much. You know, you're living that now. Um, But when you get out of that and you're on your own will, you feel like, man, this run hurts. Man, it's (laughs) hard. This is harder. That's so true. But he shows up. That word, like, it, it just got me through and gets me through now. And it's more like a... 
it's a hunger for yeah. it. You know, that's really so it. good. Um, I love in, in the Bible, you know, it talks about like you will run and you will not grow weary. And then mm-hmm. later, like I think it's Paul, he talks about like don't grow weary and doing good. And yeah. so what you're talking about, like I think it's so cool because it gave you that balance. It gave that consistency and even talking about a joyful busy. I love that. My mom actually always tells me her biggest pet peeve is like when people are doing things for God, but they're always like, oh, I'm so busy busy and yeah. exhausted and, uh, and it's just so hard and mom's right. like like what you're saying is as if like the promises that he's promised you like aren't coming through and mm-hmm. she's like don't Ooh. give off that attitude oh that, that just it, gave yeah. me a chill and, like it's always like stuck with me and like <laughs> oh. uh, been a conviction i'm like i don't want to like look like that person that's like not receiving what god promised because mm-hmm. he really does promise it and it really does happen yeah. if you stay in it and rooted in it and so making that that priority for you and seeing uh, the benefit and even hearing because I can't even imagine you know we say we watch the news and we're like oh man that was a little bit negative and you had to read it but but still yeah. you're like the most joyful like I said you're Tinkerbell in human no, form like you're amazing listen it got to me on the day it, it still sure. gets you like he'll, yeah. but he'll meet you there I also think that me chasing news was not um it's something I think about Sadie like you get opportunities in life mm-hmm. and sometimes you go after them with yeah. your and your own will yeah. and I, I still think about like did I go get that and ask God to like bless my steps in Ooh. it like you know, I talk about in the book that example of like I played softball and I was like the worst on my team. But one of I, my favorite stories. <laughs> this is one of my. Please tell the story about just, the third base. It is so good. Um, I was a walk on. Okay, I didn't. I just like my dad told me to go show him, so I tried and I bunted my <laughs> way to a spot and pinch ran my way to a spot on the team. And I remember get finally getting in the game. You know, in that minute when you like finally get your chance, oh, you're yeah. like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> I remember seeing time. my base coach. And I'm on second base. I come into pinch run for somebody, and I hear the ball hit, and I'm running. I'm like. This walk on is gonna win the About game. To show team. Like, oh, here, this is my time. Like, oh my gosh, I put my helmet on. Like, so it's like, and I am like, I see her. I see my base coach like holding me up at third. And I'm like, oh no, not today, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> and I turn, I, I rotate around third, and I'm running home, and I got slammed by the catcher's glove. I'm like, I've never that hurt in a way. Like it hurt my pride. It hurt me inside. It was like a like a hammer coming down, and I was so out. I mean, I was out before it even like got to third. Okay, but I. Was going to take home but the whole way I'm like I remember being like come on God like what I was doing was asking God to bless my steps wow when I went ahead of his will like it was He's like the most awesome base coach. So when you feel him holding yeah. you up, like obedience sometimes looks like waiting hmm. and holding up. And wow. like I can get it. So I don't listen sometimes yeah. even now like I'm 41ish and I'm like over <laughs> one and a half-ish and like I will get ahead of him. Uh, from my in my own will wow. and like it looks a lot like that and you will get tagged out at home and it's wow. gonna hurt and you're, my coach yeah man she yelled she was a great coach she had every right to yell at me but she would say it's not your base to steal wow that wasn't your base to steal and sometimes i will go and get so things <laughs> perhaps maybe my news job because i was right. like i'll show them like yeah. i'll show them that i can i can do this yeah. and um but god still met me there here's yeah. the great news he still meets you yeah. even when you go ahead he's like yeah oh, come back let, let me ice your wounds yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, but I love that. And, and the story, the way that you tell it is so good. Just as good as you are as a storyteller, like right now, like you're hearing here, you're probably laughing right now. That is how it reads. And I love you're like, I spit out my gum and I put my helmet on. I got it. So I was like, I love it. It's so visual. I love 
it. I wanted to play so bad. I would like get my helmet dirty like on purpose before the game, in my <laughs> uniform, just to look like I had worked look hard. Like you did it. Yeah. You know, like I want to. I want to work hard even when no one will let me. Like that I is just awesome. But uh, I love the point of the story that you said. The reason your coach did that was obviously she could see what you couldn't see, which yeah. is the same as what you're saying with God. I mean, he can see what you cannot see. So when there's yeah. a hold sign, when there's like you said, the obedience is the waiting. Is it's for a reason. It's not to say. I actually ran into this person the other night and they said, I'm so tired of this waiting season. It's just a season of waiting and it's just so annoying. I just feel like God's not coming through. But the way you tell it is like this waiting is just the obedience of God protecting. And like, it's beautiful. I think that story is amazing. And I I love it. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you like even knew the end of that story. Sadie, Uh, you're my girl. It's so good. (laughs) I'm telling you, you're such a good storyteller. I like, I felt like I saw that happen. I felt like I saw your bruise on your leg after the catcher slammed. It's still there. It's a permanent bruise <laughs> on my heart. The story continued for me. You're like, look at the bruise. <laughs> it's it so Scars. good. Um, mm. uh, one of my other favorite parts of the book, and I just think this is so powerful. You know, I'm like, this year I've been preaching a lot about unity. I think mm. unity is like w- the heart of Jesus. That's literally his last prayer. It's what he preached. And something you said about how much you love Whoopi and how it, yeah. it was like such a controversial thing because y'all are women sitting in chairs together that are literally like discussing all of y'all's differences every day. But, um, what you said was was just so so powerful about how you don't think the same but you love the same and that right there i think that's going to be healing for a lot of people because i think so many times people think well we don't think the same then we we can't be but the way you said it was um so challenging to that thought that we don't think the same but we love the same and we got past that to love well and it was beautiful so Mm. i just want you to talk about kind of that relationship and that friendship with those women that were so different and obviously it wasn't even like y'all were hiding that y'all were different y'all knew every single one of your differences and how did you look past that um i think you look through it and you look through a lens of of love like Whoopi is one of my dearest friends like we we do love each other we don't think a lick alike and we love (laughs) but we love a lot alike like Whoopi when you go to her house she'll say like come as you are with the people you love um find something to eat i've saved a spot for you i think that's heavenly wow you know i think that's heavenly we do we have she loves my family. I love her. Um, we love the same, don't think the same. And I think that's kind of the challenge is like um, one thing I learned and probably too late when it came to personal relationships too, you know, mm-hmm. like that person that you have in your heart that you're like, man, I wish I could I could have been a little more wrong to be right with wow. fill in the blank, you know, so find that. that person. My challenge would be like the one I'm still using now. Like I literally feel like I'm seeking my heart. Like God's let me seek in my heart. Like where was I being so right then i'm now wrong with someone because i don't think god's gonna like high five us when we get to heaven and be like girl you were so right about everything (laughs) i think he's gonna like i think he's gonna say you love that person even though you didn't get along about a subject or you thought differently and i i feel like my prayer now is please make me wrong enough to make us right again and it's happened like it's it's happening personally in my life and relationships that beautiful i didn't know i trusted god would take care of it in his time and he has but it wasn't until i did the work in my own heart right you know i'm a recovering rightaholic i'm really (laughs) good at being right i'm like super good i trained it i worked in an industry where you had to be right all the time on everything i played right field and softball like (laughs) i was right i was good at (laughs) like recovering rightaholic and i don't want to be that um i just want to be wrong enough to like hear and listen because i think when you hold on to the pride of like everything you stand for and listen what we stand for is important but like i really believe that god put on my heart and in writing this book it came like he gave me this like 
pure thought, like after being so hard about being so right for so many years, he's like, what you stand for is important, but not more important than the God you stand under together. Mm-hmm. And like we stand under this God together, mm-hmm. and that's what yeah. he's asking us to do wow. well. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really, I really believe that. And that mm-hmm. was hard for me because yeah. I'm like, but I'm right. You know, and that can really yeah. divide. Wow. So I think having those conversations, like wow. those God conversations, I call them with like those girls or guys that you might not think alike. It just is that talk without the condemnation. And mm-hmm. then you're able to get to that loving place. And that's Jesus. You know, yeah, it is. It's, it's so all the, the cross. It's that's like, literally that's making, it. You're like making me tear up over here. Well, I your was message like, is so powerful about it now. Like God's using you so well about unity because I wow. think it's about like holding on too tight to what you think you're right about. Like mm-hmm. can leave you really alone. Yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. That's like so deep that like I remember – um, when we were at the Bob Goff thing together yes. and we sat at the same table, which was so crucial. Thank you, Bob. Yes. Literally, thank you, Bob, for thank changing you, Bob. our life during that time. You really did. Um, that was actually such a special, it was like a mentorship when we didn't even mean to walk into it. Bob had invited a lot of people to come and, and really just learn without us even knowing mm-hmm. really what we were going to do. And it was myself and Elizabeth and Rebecca again and Lauren Day go all at a table together. And you had mentioned, um, this is the first time I ever heard you say that about being so right that you were wrong with people and it hit me then and it hit me again in the same way today that it makes me tear up because you think about like man how many times have I done that that like I cared so way too much about that that I made it wrong with somebody that I actually really love and that I think that if somebody is listening right now two of the things you talk about in your book that I think is really powerful that are two really hard things but you made it in a fun way you talk about surrender and mm-hmm. I think that that was one of your biggest consistent themes throughout the book the surrender to God's will in your life and then at the end of the book you talk about the forgiveness math and I thought that was so fun how you did that because forgiveness is hard, it's so hard. and surrender is <laughs> hard calculus. but you're so cute that you made them both seem doable and I think that surrender and forgiveness are a huge part of everything you're saying of being like uh, right with people being okay if like you know you might not be seen as being right forgiveness and surrender are two huge parts in that so anything you want to uh, hit on with that the forgiveness math I think was fun oh my gosh well that's something that just because I think I had this equation in my head for so long like I'll forgive you when you say you're sorry like like, seems good to me but that's actually more complicated that's like doing like triple algebraic calculus equations because people are complex and like I thought people said I'm sorry how I want them to Right. You know, like, I want you to say you're sorry how I envision it, you know, like <laughs> coming to me with like, like chocolate or like, no, <laughs> you like, played it out in your head. Yeah, like this is what it should look like. Yeah. And it doesn't look like that. Like, we don't have a God that waited for us to say we were sorry first, mm-hmm. you know, wow. He forgave first. And if like we are to, to be like that, then like all of our equations um, don't add up. Mm-hmm. Um, and His is simple. His is. Like forgive and let him do the rest. Yeah, it's it's yeah. awesome. It doesn't require an apology. And I spent so many years waiting for apologies mm-hmm. before I forgive. But I was locked down mm-hmm. in resentment. I was locked down in being right. I was locked down in waiting the wrong kind of waiting for someone to do what I believed um, I deserved mm-hmm. um, in order to forgive. And God does an awesome thing when you fully surrender all of that and you allow Him to be. Um, that eraser like yeah, I don't have to great. hold the eraser on what happened and neither does it's the great. person who did it you know like he is the eraser it's like great. that equation is like yeah. gone like old <laughs> school <laughs> pink eraser great. gone like and that's that's the coolest thing because we have a God who forgave first love yeah. first yeah. and 
if we think about that and you sit in that a little bit, it certainly gives you permission to do it. Right. Like at least try. Right. You know, like I, I feel like personally, I've I experienced a couple of relationships that I thought were like decades deep in like a, a state of lack of forgiveness and like it just took me doing the work in my heart to forgive mm. and not on your own either like yeah. you you can ask god like god i'm having a tough time yeah. <laughs> letting this go like right. he does that too yeah you know like he he really does like yeah. help me like unravel this in my heart like let me let it go like erase it for me because i'm holding on to it like right. i've got etches in me from this like take them away like he does that and he does it because he wants you close again with yeah. the people that he's placed in your life it's great um, <laughs> it's and that's really like, good it's a really neat thing, and his his math is so much better. Yeah, it's so much better. That's so good, man. You're like totally ministering to me right now. Oh. So thank you so much. Um, and I know that that's for so many people. Um, so I want to end on this because I think this is the cutest way of saying this is one of those I was reading the book. I said, "Whoa, that's good." I was like, "That is good." And it was it was when you said uh, paint the pineapple. You're like, just paint the pineapple, and like I feel like that is something that you know. I think for for me, I know I'm that person that like I like to have like a little word I can like cling to that I'm like whenever this is happening in my life I need to like remind myself of this by just saying like paint the pineapple and so I feel like that's something that so many people can just grasp and like hear in their head whenever they start getting into this mode but I'll let you kind of tell a little bit of the story and just the heart behind the the message of paint the pineapple well I love first of all I love painting and I, I think in this whole book like my um, art teacher from high school told me how to like really look at the light mm-hmm. how light hits the object and draw that like see the light draw this bag this hard bag to draw see how the light hits it and draw and you will draw the bag it's a beautiful story so really like looking at the light of things and then taking that artist in me I lost it you know mm-hmm. I, I think life can um, allow the losing of who you were created to be and so I think really at that weekend with Bob Goff when we were sitting there something like that dream big like unlocked something in me he said find who you were when you were eight remember oh my gosh remember I started sobbing <laughs> I had to sobbing. leave <laughs> we, we, the we needed a minute <laughs> we needed a table break <laughs> our table was like we're just gonna huddle up with Kleenex for like 27 minutes and then we'll be back into this whole thing it unlocked something yeah. what it unlocked like you know yeah. whether you're my age or your age or yeah. like Lauren's age or Rebecca like whatever it is something was unlocked because we deny ourselves who we're created to be yeah. we deny ourselves for the best reasons we're busy we're tired we're working we're working on something else and Bob allowed us to like locate yep. who we are and he'll say he'll like find who you were and find what you love and go do that and he yes. makes it sound so he simple made it sound so simple yeah so like paying the pineapple for me is like figuring out that thing that you're con- you used to love to do or the thing that you really want to do and just put the first brush stroke on the canvas mm-hmm. you know it might not turn out how you thought it's just start again yeah like start again that thing that you love doing so and good. don't be worried about what it's going to turn out to be or how like useful it's going to be yeah like well, what, who can use a pink pineapple nobody but it's in our house and <laughs> yeah. it's not up because it's a masterpiece it's up because i did it in the process of doing that helped me fully open the door back to like walking into who i am wow like who god made me that's awesome and that's it and honestly like that work that pineapple is like us like i wrote this book we talked a little bit earlier like and i was like oh man I, i've got time to work on this and work on some things and god's like girl i have a project for you he's like we're gonna get you back to peeing the pipe and that project by the way is you like he worked on my heart so I'm like he, he really did like so much in my heart that I'm like oh man should I keep writing because God yeah. did so much Yeah. but just whatever it is whatever you go back to and you're like you know yeah. I used to really love go do that you know yeah. go paint your pineapple whatever that looks like yeah. go get it wow just start that's so good I mean I love that and I think somebody out there needs to hear first of all go paint the pineapple and second of all God might have a project for you 
and it might be you. And this is being our last podcast of season two. I, I think that it's great that it was long. I think that people go back, listen to everything she just said. Let it minister, let it pour over you. Take it to heart. Don't just let it go in one ear, out the other. Um, this is one of those things where this is the time we get to sit for minutes and we get to hear from a mom and a friend and a mentor and somebody who inspires a lot of people. And that's a gift. Your words are such a treasure, such a gift. And I know I'm sitting here and I'm like, man, I need to go think about some things. Like the project's me. I need to go think about it. <laughs> project's God, me too. Like, like, project is still me. Because <laughs> like, by the way, that's you. Yeah, it's still not <laughs> and over. Me and all of us. Yeah, I learned so much from you, Sadie. Just keep doing what you're doing. Thank, Thank you. you. We Thank love you. you. Thanks so much. I love you, girl. All right, y'all. You know what time it is. Time to call mama. So we're going to call mama with our best piece of advice and our worst piece of advice. Let's see what she has to say. Hey, hey. Hey, 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 hey. Are you ready to bring some good advice and to expose some bad advice? Let's do this. Let's do this. All right. Let's see. I'm actually super excited about asking about this one because I'm interested to hear what you shall say. It says, it's better to be nice than to be right. Oh. (laughs) See, this is what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about you and dad right now. Yeah, I think that we should act respectfully and kindly at all times. I don't think that we should. Um, so, I, but I think that's different than being nice. Like sometimes we can just being nice is just like, I'm just going to be nice. Even though like, I don't like, I, I think that, I think that it's okay. We need to, even in our being right, I guess that we should be in, in our being right. We should be respectful and kind in it. Um, in the way we deal with that. And mm-hmm. so I think that's important. But I also think it's important for us to realize that, like, we may not be right. There, Like, we always have to hold space for that within ourselves that, like, you know what? I may be wrong. Like, I may be off base here. I need to listen and to hear out yeah. another side and another viewpoint and all that. So I think it's important for us to both hold space for um, perhaps I'm not right. Perhaps I have something to learn here. Perhaps I need to listen a little bit more and then um rather than just trying to be nice i think it's it's deeper than that it's more Mm -hmm. about being respectful and kind to the other person having respect for who we're talking to and um and acting kindly in that rather than just being nice so to answer that yeah you did makes sense i think that people what says it's better to be nice than to be right and I think that even the question's confusing because they don't always go hand in hand is kind of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah. always important to be kind. It's always important to be respectful. And sometimes you're going to, whatever you're saying, it might be right. And there are times that you are confident in that and strong in that. But there are also times to mm-hmm. say, you know what, maybe I am wrong. And that doesn't have anything to do with me being necessarily just trying to be nice. That's me realizing I'm wrong. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't think it, I guess what I'm trying to say is you shouldn't sacrifice like, oh, I'm just going to be nice. Like, I'm not going to say anything that I disagree with because I'm trying to be nice. I think that's kind of almost like, it, um, it makes me feel like um, 
like you're just kind of being a politician you're just like okay i'm gonna agree with you even though i don't really agree with you because yep. just i'm trying to be nice and i don't think that's what you should do no I think you should speak i guess it's like that speak truth in love i think that's yeah the, there it is the different ways like if, if, the, if you, there's some truth that you know you should stick to that and mm-hmm. you should be confident in that and you shouldn't you shouldn't but you should do it with love yep that's so good very true very true that's biblical too <laughs> okay. um okay the next thing this is actually gonna be funny for you this is a word that's bad i would say but it says don't get married you'll lose all your freedom and the fun what that is totally bad that's awful advice there's freedom and fun in marriage yeah as well so I'm, there's nothing wrong with being single and for all the single ladies out there that's great and <laughs> do that but um, being married is not uh, the the burden the what do you what did people call it like the ball and chain the all that kind of stuff it's not that there's tons of freedom and fun in marriage yeah and I have a lot of fun and coming from two people who got married at 18 that's pretty cool that's to right. say so, that's right thanks for sharing that mother I love you very 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 much I love you. Bye. Bye. So I don't know if everyone's heard something that the Live Original team is so excited about right now. We started last year the LO Box. And you may be thinking, what in the world is in an LO Box? Well, the LO Box is just the Live Original Bible Study Box. And it has everything that you need to equip you to lead a Bible study right where you're at in your own home. We have everything from the actual Bible study itself that I wrote on Bold Confidence to recipes for what to cook for your girls. We also have fun activities and so many more things that partners have sent in and so if you are interested at all in being a leader go to liveoriginal.com and look into the LO box thanks so much for listening to the whoa that's good podcast we got a lot of good nuggets today don't forget to follow me on all the social media platforms I'm on Instagram I'm at legit Sadie Rob Twitter Sadie Rob and follow our live original Instagram also I'm Sadie Robertson on Facebook Head over to liveoriginal.com and subscribe to this podcast. And while you're there, you can see the tour dates that I'm coming to a city near you. Don't forget, please leave comments in the iTunes section and leave reviews. This podcast is produced by Steve Strout and Peter Hartzell. So a huge shout out to them and a thank you to my LO team. You guys are the best. We love y'all and we appreciate you listening. I'll see y'all soon.